This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. The opinions, the panel. Ten twenty-five here on SENZ. It is panel time. Ollie Ritchie, Mark Hinton, joining us this morning. Uh, Mark Hinton, seven changes from Ian Foster. What did you make of the twenty-three when you woke up and heard it this morning? Yeah, not surprised, Smitty. Uh, he had to do something, didn't he? Um, for two reasons: coming off that uh, loss to Ireland, I think uh, there had to be a selectorial response, and also um, last test of a long year of a long trip. I think he's he's absolutely needed to look for fresh legs and fresh fresh minds as well. Um, Ollie and I were both on the call uh, to Foster this morning, um, as he explained his changes, and he was very much emphasised the fact that he thought decision making and um, some of the, um, the kind of the reactions of the All Blacks last week had been a bit tired in, in Dublin. So he's looking for freshness. He had to make these changes. So not at all surprised, Smitty. Um, you know, there's one or two really unlucky people. Dalton Papa Lee misses out. Man, what a year he's had and hasn't had a bad test at all. Unlucky. But, you know, you can't argue against, I guess, bringing back the likes of Sam Kane, Dane Coles, um, Richie Moanga, you know, uh, replacement by injury, but still he comes in. These are guys that bring a lot of a lot of experience in now. So, so not surprised, Smitty. Um, in fact, in, in many ways, I might have even been tempted to go further if I was Ian Foster and maybe change my props and maybe one, one, of, one of my second row because I think they were also areas that were very unimpressive last week and the, and the props and second rowers who have retained their spots are perhaps a little bit lucky. So I think um, um, he was probably looking for a mix of continuity there as well as those changes. So not surprised. They need this freshness. They need these... Um, these uh, bright, <laughs> bright minds that haven't been quite worn down by a lot of tests in 2021 uh, against the French side, who we know are on the improve. Well, that's interesting um, what Mark said there, Ollie, about uh, leadership decisions, etc., and uh, on the park. Uh, yet he has uh, gone past uh, naming Sam Kane as captain. Um, when he was getting back into the starting 15, even though he had nominated the fact that. Uh, Sam Whitelock would be captain for this tour. Are you, are you slightly surprised uh, that Sam Kane didn't get the nod to lead them out? Uh, not really, to be honest, Smitty. I think you know both Sam Whitelock and Sam Kane are both very good leaders and both very good captains. Um, in the interest of, of continuity, uh, last test of the year, Sam Whitelock has, has 
been the captain whenever he started, and that was announced at the start of this kind of northern league of the end of year tour. So it made sense to keep him in there, and he'll lean on Sam Kane. Uh, I'm sure throughout this uh, throughout this test match against France, so um, it's kind of beneficial having both of the, both of them out there. I guess you get you kind of get two captains, one at lock and one at seven. Um, and the man wearing the number nine jersey, uh, Aaron Smith, will be just as influential. Um, I think he's a massive addition to this All Blacks team. They they need him in there. TJ Pedernada had to make a lot of tackles uh, last week, and, and Foster said this morning that's kind of really why he was. He was kept on there for so long and they didn't go to Finlay Christie is because they were just having to defend so much and that's kind of what TJ Pedernata was, was doing. But, um, you know, I think they'll get a lot out of bringing Aaron Smith back in there um, as long as they can get their hands on the ball this week. OK, we're going to take a quick uh, news break, fellas, and when we come back, uh, more on that uh, and uh, a couple of other issues that uh, have raised their, oh, I'd say ugly head, but interesting head this morning. Talk, big opinions, the panel. Ollie Ritchie, Mark Hinton are the panellists this morning, uh, continuing our little chat about this uh, new look All Black side for this very important test match, uh, All Blacks against France. Uh, Mark, in particular, uh, we get texts on a regular basis into the show this morning, uh, and the one player that uh, a lot of people are questioning in this lineup, um, predominantly, is Akira Yuani. Uh, are there any players for you under pressure? If, say we lost this weekend, uh, say we were dominated like we were against Ireland. What players are under pressure? Well, I, I think there's a lot of them. I mean, the, the All Blacks haven't lost three tests in the calendar year since 2009, Smithy, when they, they dropped four and nearly lost to Australia and Sydney as well. So um, um, three defeats in the calendar year would have the alarm bells ringing, but the alarm bells should already be ringing because South Africa and Ireland have both exposed the All Blacks in key areas that, that won't change by the result this weekend. So... Um, it's a big test uh, for a lot of people. But the All Black, I touched on it, but the All Black props for me um, have gone backwards in recent years. They're not dynamic ball carriers like some of the Northern Hemisphere teams are. Um, uh, and I think you could say the same about our two locks. Look, they're fantastic servants, Brody Retallick and Sam Whitelock. But do, you know, can, I think if everyone asks themselves, can we see both of those guys being at their very best in two years' time in France, you know, that's a big question mark. So I think uh, um, the tight forwards in the pack in particular, you touched on Akira Ioane, he gets a shot this week. Um, I think I think a lot of that is because Ethan Blackhammer and Dalton Papa Lee, re- uh, well, you know, they emptied the tank last week in, in, in Dublin. I just don't think Ian Foster thought he could get another big test out of them. So, yeah, look, the whole All Blacks pack uh, have a major statement to make uh, um, this weekend. And I think going forward, um, they are not the dominant uh, group, I guess, that we've come to expect um, when the the All Blacks roll out. And they have ground to make up. Um, Our our front rowers need to be more dynamic. Our second rowers need to get more involved in the game. And we just need to win better ball. Um, that much was clear from last week. So, a lot, you know, for me, there's a lot of people under pressure, um, including the coach. You know, he won't want to go into the uh, summer three losses. No, he won't. And, of course, uh, next time uh, he gets the squad together, uh, Ollie, the World Cup will be actually, he'll be saying the World Cup is next year. Um, so we're almost, uh, are we boxing ourselves into a corner with personnel? Or has he still got time to be flexible if this doesn't go well uh, on Sunday? 
I think he's still got time to be flexible, Smithy, but I, I think we need to start seeing some combinations get established. You know, really since, it feels like since the departure of, of Ma'anonu and Conrad Smith, even under Steve Hansen, we haven't really stood on a first-choice midfield pairing, and that's just continued under Ian Foster. We've, we've seen um, a lot of mixing and matching, and, you know, the one the one constant in the Ospos and that's on Leonard Brown, and, and deservedly so, but... It'd be good to see them settle on some on, on some combinations, um, particularly for next season, so they can build uh, into the World Cup the following year. Um, I, Mark's mentioned a few names. I'll, I'll throw Richie Wanger uh, out there as well, and, and I know Mark touched on the back as a whole, but I think Richie Wanger really needs a big test. Uh, he was presented with a golden opportunity to, to take over that game when Bowden Barrett left after just 20 minutes last week, and he didn't take it. We saw how dominant he was for the Crusaders this year, and, and everyone was saying, we're the first choice, first five, by far and away, he's the, best, he's the best first five. And at that point, he was. But really, I don't think we've seen him dominate a game at international level yet, like we've seen him do uh, for the Crusaders. So I think a real chance for Wanga to step up uh, this weekend, control the game, run the game like the general that he is. Um, and I suppose Shirley and Foster, hey, I am actually your first choice at first five. Mm, interesting. Well, time's running out even quicker, Mark, for Glenn Moore and the Black Ferns. One more opportunity to, to think that they're making up some ground because uh, they're not only uh, not first anymore, they're not second anymore, they're uh, a pretty distant third. Uh, we'd like to see some signs this weekend for Glenn Moore's uh, point of view uh, because less than 12 months, then he has to deliver a cup team. Yeah, and uh, we talk about Ed Foster thing under pressure. Glenn Moore is even more so. And look, we could... We shouldn't give the Black Ferns a free pass here. They they should be put under the same kind of microscope as the All Blacks. You know, they are a national women's rugby team. We're used to a high standard from them, and we just haven't seen it in 2021. Yes, they've been caught short a little bit by uh, by COVID and all the uh, things that that entails, but they've been so thoroughly beaten uh, by both England and France so far that the alarm bells must be ringing um, you know, there has to be some sort of a reset, some sort of an injection of talent. We know that there's, you know, there's a lot of women's rugby talent in New Zealand. You know, uh, are the right people in this group? There's going to be a lot of soul-searching over the summer, I believe, Smithy, because the Black Ferns, um, you know, this is a royal chance for them, a home World Cup, to really capture the, the hearts and minds of their, of their nation. And if they go in with these type of results, you know, it could be a bit of a disaster. So, um, look, we know the talent's there. We have to find that we have to make the changes. This group here that hasn't got it done. They have to make changes. And, and I guess the first step along that path, Smithy, starts uh, this weekend when they play France. We do, as you say, we do need to see improvement. We sure do. Um, here's a, an, an interesting one for me, uh, Ollie, that's just come through. Uh, the uh, New Zealand... Uh, Cricket New Zealand have withdrawn their under-19 team from the uh, next World Cup uh, on the basis that uh, they don't want their young players uh, exposed to MIQ conditions. They think it'll be too tough on them uh, mentally, too much of a drain. Uh, I'm not sure uh, if you went to the team and said, fellas, uh, this is what's going to have to happen at the end of this tournament, regardless if we win or lose. You are going to have to be in a hotel room by yourself or... Uh, not too far from your mates for seven days at the moment. It might even change by then. Uh, do you still want to do it? How many of those under-19 cricketers would turn down a chance of a World Cup for that? I completely agree, Smithy. Um, 
the idea that um, that they're doing it for their, I suppose, for their mental health. You can understand on the one point, it's not easy being an MIQ. Um, that has reduced from two weeks now. Um, but the, you're right, the chance to represent their country on the world stage, you know, this is where some of our great cricketers um, have first been exposed uh, on the international stage. When we first got glimpses of, you know, Kane Williams and uh, Trent Bolt, I remember watching Tom Latham captain the side, I think, of 2010, maybe, um, back in the day, and, and just thinking what a talent he was. You know, these guys that, that get exposed to the international scene, it's so good for their development because they're facing the best in the world. Um, I completely agree. I think they all, and I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of them here, I'm sure they all would have jumped at the chance and said, even if we have to do MIQ for a week at the end of this, we want to play because we want to represent our country on the world stage and test ourselves against the best in the world. Show to those provincial selectors, hey, I'm good enough to play for, you know, the Firebirds or the Aces and get on the trajectory uh, to hopefully end up uh, in the Black Caps one day. It's such a shame that we're not going to be there this year, all because uh, of MIQ, another thing uh, that just won't go ahead because of, of the MIQ system, which is, frankly, you know, long past its use by date. It is, and, and it might well be past its, its use by date uh, when this comes about. Uh, is this uh, for you an interesting uh, one, Mark, or is is uh, is the, the side of Mark Hinton that says it's it's a responsible decision? Is, is that there? Absolutely not, Smithy. Look, I, I just don't get this at all. I think it's a bad misread by New Zealand cricket. You know, you, they, they, we're talking. I know they're young. You know, under nineteen, you're getting. I guess some kids as young as sixteen, seventeen in this situation, but they're playing sport in an, at an elite level. They are already reasonably mentally strong, um, they, you know, and they're helped in that area. I can't see that sitting in a, in a, in a cosy hotel room for one week um, is going to really sort of test them to the end of their limits, Smithy. Um, it just seems that it, it's, it's over-managing and overthinking from New Zealand cricket, the way I would see it. Seeing these guys get that to this tournament, get let them get that experience. Let them, you know, do what they do well at, at the highest level and, and then come home and do what you can to help them through it. But I'm sure they could manage it. it just, to me, I just don't get it. I think New Zealand cricket have got this wrong. And I, I would go as far as to say they should have a rethink. Yeah, I, I think they might have a rethink, but it might be too late. Um, but sure. Um, David White, I understand, Martin Sneddon are in or have been following the, the Black Caps on the other side of the world in person. So uh, I guess this decision was made pretty much from afar, but uh, I'm not with it. I'm not with it at all, to be, to be honest with you. And, and I think you've got to be able to... If you're going to ask those kids to play on the world stage uh, and be uh, acceptive of a responsibility there, I don't see an issue at all uh, to spend a week in a hotel room with all the mod cons of communication they've got these days, the possibility of a bubble... Uh, the possibility, as Mike Hesson pointed out this morning, of sharing rooms to take that burden away. Don't get it. I, I'm sorry I don't. Just to finish, fellas, a, a quick one-word answer to these questions. Uh, Ollie Ritchie, All Blacks or France? Uh, All Blacks by seven. I know that's more than one Okay. Uh, okay, Australia um, uh, against Australia against Wales. Uh, only in Wales, I think Australia's gone backwards in recent weeks and they've got no Michael Hooper, which is a huge loss to them. England, England, South Africa. South Africa. 
Uh, again, no one okay. fell for, for England. I've seen enough from South Africa to think they'll get it done. Tasman Waikato. Uh, ooh, good one. Good question. Uh, Tasman, just. Okay. Uh, new, uh, in Englewood, Taranaki, Otago. Uh, I'll, I'll be uh, kicked out of my own house if I don't answer this one correctly. Taranaki, convincingly. Okay, Ollie, have a great weekend. Over to you, Mark Hinton. Uh, All Blacks v France. Uh, France, I think I think it's their time, and it's going to make the summer very interesting. Okay, good. Yeah, good copy, as they say in your trade. Good copy. Uh, Australia, Wales. Wales. Uh, England, South Africa. England, they are tough to be the home. Okay, I agree with that. At two bucks, I think they're value for money. Uh, Taranaki, Taranaki, Otago? Wow, well, I'm from Dunedin City, but I just can't see Taranaki being beaten. It's their year. Okay, big celebrations in Inglewood win by the sounds of that. Uh, and just finally, the Premiership, uh, Tasman Waikato. You can't beat experience. Tasman wins again. Okay, thanks very much, Mark, for those uh, considered opinions and uh, those picks. Have a great weekend, mate. Uh, look forward to your articles uh, next week as a result of what uh, action there is over the weekend. Uh, short break here. When we come back, uh, we're going to have some uh, texts, and there are plenty coming in on those uh, all-black selections this morning. And then, of course, Louis Herman Watt uh, and our visit to the TAB with, I believe, the boss.